welcome to Long Hill Chapel Online. Thanks for checking out our podcast where you can listen to our latest sermons filled with teaching, encouragement, and hope from God's Word. So whether you're in the car, on the couch, or just poured some coffee, let's dive into today's message. Well, good morning. It is so great to be back with you. Uh, as you may know, a team of five of us went to the Dominican Republic on a mission trip. We just got back yesterday. And so we're, we are excited to be back with you and to give you a report of what we saw, what we heard, and what we did this past week. Going to the Dominican Republic, visiting Rick and Tammy Romano and the entire Mission 2535 team is always an incredible trip. Uh, I don't know and I've, of any other missionary, I've never heard of any other missionary that does mission trips as well as Rick and Tammy do with the Mission 2535 team. Uh, so what we did while we were there in very brief terms is we built homes for the homeless. We uh, served and celebrated and ministered to the needs of families and children. Uh, we fed the hungry, gave groceries to the needy. Uh, we, we served the poor. And of course, we shared Jesus with all of them. This is the work that Mission 2535 does year round. Mission 2535 is actually taken from Matthew 2535, which says, <clears throat> For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. And that's what we do. That's what they do. But there was something deeper, more profound that I saw this week than I've ever experienced before. <clears throat> As I stepped back and watched uh, our team as well as another church, we were there with another church from Long Island. As I stepped back a couple of times throughout the week, I looked at the two churches coming together as one, doing the same work together. And several times throughout the week, I was, I was moved, often with, with eyes welling up with tears, the, the, the heart jumping kind of into your throat because uh, you're getting choked up by something. And it was uh, what, what, what they were doing is essentially uh, coming together to, to reach a common goal. But as I looked at them doing it, I saw these two churches as just one, as though we were all disciples of Jesus, continuing on the work that Jesus started 2,000 years ago while he was still on earth. And just as Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, Jesus in the temple opened up the scroll of Isaiah and read these words, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he said, today these words are fulfilled in your hearing. And as I, as I looked out, I saw our teams fulfilling that same mission. And as Jesus said in John chapter 17, uh, as he was praying to the Father for his disciples, he said, as you have sent me into the world, Remember, Jesus came to fulfill all those things that he read in Luke chapter 4, the prophecy of Isaiah. As you have sent me to do that, I have sent them into the world. 
And how can your eyes not help but well up with tears at the thought that we're still carrying on that same mission, fulfilling the same prophecy, going back thousands of years, seeing the work caring for the poor, the forgotten, the marginalized, the broken, and the hurting by these two groups together. It gave me a different period throughout the week, various times throughout the week, very, very small, just a tiny sense of just how big this thing is that we're all a part of, and that is the family of God. And not not just that sense of how, how big this thing is that we're a part of, but also I got a very small sense of how great our responsibility, each and every one of us, our responsibility is to that as a member of the family of God. It was beautiful to watch our teams acting as Jesus to the Dominican people, with the Dominican people, fulfilling God's mission for uh, us, for the world. And it was great. It was a great week. But during that week, you know you have to get on board a plane again. You know you have to come back home. So it begs the question, what happens after we get back on board that plane to return home? You know, it's funny. Rick asked the same exact question with every group that comes. That the last night that we're together, Friday night, at our last group debrief, he asks everyone these questions. He says, now that you have experienced all that you have here, how will you take it and how will you use it in your context? And this is not a rhetorical question. He, he sits on individuals, getting get very uncomfortable, but everybody, everybody answers that question. How have you been changed? What are you taking back with you? What will be different when you return? Now, everybody this last trip all had different answers, but everybody had the same premise with their answer, the same foundation of their answer, and that is this, that we are all sent. We are all sent. If you look at Romans chapter 10, verses 12 through 15, it says, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one in whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The five of us, we were called to physically go to the Dominican Republic, but every single one of you helped in fulfilling that calling. All of you had a role to play in last week's activities. So thank you for your generosity and giving uh, that funded the trip that allowed us to go in the first place. Um, uh, and, and certainly a great help to us, uh, taking off a great deal of the financial burden. So thank you so much for your generosity. Uh, 
And thank you so much for your prayers. Believe me, they were deeply felt. We saw things. We heard things. We experienced things. We did things. We would never have been able to do otherwise had it not been for the Spirit going before us, working in us and through us to accomplish the things that we accomplished, to see the things we saw, heard the things we heard, and experience the things that we experienced. It was an incredible week. We sowed seeds that, that they will last for generations. It will have a lasting effect. It reached generations and it will last for generations. But know this. Just as we were sent to the Dominican Republic, we are all sent in the same sense. We are all sent to our places of work to our schools, to our communities, and everywhere else we go and everyone we come in contact with to proclaim the good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. We who have believed in and trusted in Jesus to save us, we carry Jesus around with us everywhere we go and to everyone we come in contact with. We are representatives of heaven to the rest of this world. We are always being sent. I asked one of my good friends what he thought about that, that term. What, what, did he, what, did, what did it feel like to you as, you as you first came to Christ? What, what, do you, what did it mean? to you that you were sent. And this is what he had to say about that. And I'm, I'm giving this because I felt his answer was so profound that I had to share this. He said that when he first came to faith in Jesus and started to learn more, he felt like he was always on the edge of his seat, waiting, on the edge of his seat, waiting for instructions, for directions, just some sense of clarity from God about what he was supposed to be doing. But it never came. The clarity, the directions, the, the instructions, it never came. So he was feeling this sense of deep frustration and some anxiety because of this. So really, when, when you're in that position, in that place, you really only had two choices, right? One would have been to just give up and just leave it alone, give it all up, and, and I must not be called to anything, right? So you just give it up, you throw in the towel. That or the second choice is to search and discover the answers as to why you're not getting the instructions. And knowing his personality, he really only had one choice, and that was the second one, and that's to search to find out the answer, why this is happening. Uh, and, and so he dove into the deep end of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. He gets into some deep things very quickly, and he said this is how he feels now. It's only been a few months. Only been some months. I don't think even think it's been an entire calendar year. Maybe not yet. Uh, he said this. It really helps knowing my spiritual gift. I thought that was profound. It really helps to know my spiritual gift. And it's still just about submitting to Jesus anyway, right? Allowing God to use me in everything I do and everywhere I go. All I have to do then is to always be ready and always be listening. There's a sense of calm that comes from clarity, and clarity comes from listening. 
If you know what God is specifically asking you to do, you then just have to be willing to give him your yes. It's then your responsibility to steward it well. That was such a profound answer to me that I had to share it with you. It was better than anything I could have come up with. But there are three words that really stood out to me in what he said there from our conversation. The first one is listening. The second one is willing. And the third is responsibility. Listening for God, being willing to give him your guess, and then having a responsibility to that call of God on your life, to steward the gifts and the abilities and the talents that he's given you, to steward them well. And that is how we live as ones who are sent. Rather than sitting on the edge of our, of our seats, waiting for instructions, for some sense of, uh, this is what you need to be doing right now. This is where you need to go. Well, Jesus has already given us everything we need. He's already given us all the instruction we need. He's already sent us. So first is be aware of the needs of others and respond to them. This is how we live as ones who are sent. Be aware of the needs of others and respond to them. That's first. And if if God puts something in your way, someone puts someone in your way, if they're hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to to drink. If they're naked, clothe them. Take care of the poor around you. Meet the physical needs of those around you as as well as you can with, with the ability that God's given you. So that's opening your eyes. The second is giving God your yes. The first thing is just be aware of the needs of others around you. Second is give God your yes. So as you're listening for the voice of God, as you're hearing God's voice, as he's moving on you with with his compassion, which is often how God speaks, as Jesus was moved with compassion and then he acted throughout his earthly ministry, the same happens to us. God puts his compassion in our hearts and and gives us this, this thing, hey, move on this, act on this, be my hands, be my feet, be my words. So when you sense that coming, as you're moved with compassion, act on it. Give God your yes. You know, our job is to sow seeds. We spread them. We're not responsible for what happens after that. Someone else can come along and water those seeds. Someone else can come along and nurture them. Our job is just to do what God has given us, put right in front of us to do. God gives the increase. So take the pressure off of yourself with that, if you're feeling any. Your job is simply to obey the movement of God in your life and give him your yes. And then thirdly, steward your gifts. God has given you, if you're in Jesus Christ, if you've trusted Jesus to save you, if he's your Lord, you've called him your Lord, you've made him your Lord, you have a spiritual gift. The Holy Spirit that indwells you gives you special abilities that you don't find anywhere else. You won't get from uh, just having your personality or your character or uh, something that you, like a trade that you can pick up. It's something specific he does in you. And that's to edify, to build up the church, to serve Jesus. And so it's God's given you that spiritual gift. He's given you personality. He's given you certain uh, abilities and, and skills. Now, we can certainly take these things and use them for our own benefit. We could, but that's not stewarding them well. 
to steward them means using them to advance the kingdom of heaven on earth. So those three things, be aware of the needs of others around you and respond to them. That's an important part is the responding to them. Second, giving God your yes. It requires that we hear from God first and then respond with yes. And lastly, stewarding your gifts well. When we do this, truly, how beautiful your feet are. One of them, arguably, maybe one of the more disgusting parts of the human body are the feet. <laughs> they get dirty, usually an odor associated with them. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The thing that is most unsightly is called beautiful because of what you're carrying with you. Let's pray together. Father, may our feet be beautiful. Open our eyes to the needs of those around us. Let us not walk with blinders on, consumed with our own agendas. Open our eyes to the needs around us. I pray we would always be focused and conscious that you are always speaking. Let us open our ears, our spiritual ears, to be in silence in our souls, to hear what it is you're guiding us to do, leading us to, to be. And may we respond with a positive, resounding yes to everything that you call us to. And Father, may we steward the gifts that you have endowed us with well to advance your kingdom, to fulfill your calling, to be uh, your hands of mercy and grace, forgiveness and healing to a broken, hurting, needy world. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. To connect with us further, you can visit our website at lhcnj.net or on social media at LHCNJ, and we'll be back next week with another sermon. Until then, have a great week and God bless.